two, one. Hello, everyone. This is your uh, this is your pilot speaking. Hey, on oh, Sleepy Airlines. We're gonna take a nice big nap on our trip to Guadalupe. Man, that pilot down sounds sleepy. Yeah, he does. I wonder what he's. Uh, I wonder what he's thinking about. Oh, you know, I didn't get too much sleep last night. Real shame is uh, this boy doesn't have an autopilot. I think he might fall asleep on the way there. No, he'd never do that. Oh, I don't know about you guys, but um, if there's any uh, one of you on the plane who um could fly a plane, that'd be great. I'm just gonna take a nap. Do you think he's gonna take a nap? Well, yeah, yeah, he did. Well, I think this is where my pilot training finally came in. I'm not sure the pilot training from a cereal box counts. No, I'm sure it does. Look, look. I'm just saying, Captain Crunch has to be a captain in something. It might as well have been pilot training. Okay. Well, let's 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 see what's up there. Okay. Wow, this is the cockpit. Yeah, this really is a lot more complicated than I expected it to be. Yeah, but is is the co-pilot just playing Microsoft Flight Simulator? Hey guys. I'm playing Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah, that he is. What's what's her what's her heading? I, I don't. He fell asleep. He didn't tell me yet. Well, that's a problem. Well, I guess I'll try to my best to try to fly this this plane of a plane. You know. I believe in you, Greg. Thanks, thanks, Stabby. I knew I could always bring you on a plane flight with me. Oh, if you guys need any help, I'm also here. Uh, thanks. Uh, what's your name? My, my name is Bartholomew. Well, thanks, Bartholomew. Okay, gotta, gotta take control of this plane. Okay, so that switch does it. And that switch does, uh... Okay. I think I can... Wait, whoa. Whoa, what's, what's, what's that? It's, it's, it's some turbulence. Oh, no. It's getting a little rough. Is that... Oh, my God. It's Sky Pirates. Sky Pirates? Oh my god, is that Captain Crunch? Oh my god, it is. Yar, I be Captain Crunch. Give me your plane. How did he get up here? With his, with his Sky Airship. The, the Crunch-O-Matic 3000. Yeah, that's really weird. I never thought ships would be that aerodynamic. Well, uh, but maybe, maybe we can help him somehow. Um, what are your demands? Yar, I want... Breakfast cereals at reasonable prices. You could just go to like Costco or something. Yar, I don't have a membership. Well, um, then you could just uh go to like Walmart. Yeah, well, so there's a Walmart like 15 miles away. It wouldn't be that far. We travel by 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 sky. Yar, that'd be a good idea, but I'm not good at choosing. Well, well I could go with you. We could choose out the best cereals. Yar, the best cereals. Yeah, yeah, the best cereals. Well, okay, but you're gonna need to open up uh, one of those doors so you can get over to my ship. Okay, that shouldn't be a problem. Okay, so I need to take this thing to. <laughs> oh. Well. Can you fly a little closer to the ship? Yar, yeah, that might be a good idea. Uh, um, uh, co pilot, can you do it? Yeah, sure. Yep. 
Yar, I got you. Let's go cereal shopping. Yar. Okay, I'll just try to fly this plane. Microsoft Flight Simulator, don't fail me now. Thank you. Second game in a row where we mentioned Captain Crunch, huh? <laughs> Is that actually the second game? <laughs> second game in a row we mentioned Captain yeah. Crunch. Yeah. And Stabby and in the night. I, I figured so, I'd yes. throw Stabby in there because I was coming up with the names, and I'm like, ah, oh, he sounds enough like Stabby. Yeah. Because there's a picture of Stabby yeah. the knife in in our our chat here. It's a, yeah, it's a, Stabby it's sub, there. It's our subconscious. We've also got a little <laughs> knife, and now yes. I added Captain Crunch with an American flag behind his back. Good. Yes, oh, thank you welcome. for that one. And that one's sent to the general group okay. chat, so anyone is just able to okay. see and, it. And most of them will not have context for it. Yes, no, exactly. it's not until around around one o'clock this afternoon. Yeah. We are we are recording yeah. this day of at eight fifty two <laughs> in the morning. Uh, we were supposed to be recording at eight in the morning, but we all forgot that it was daylight savings time and that no one was going to be awake. So yeah. yep. we were all extra sleepy. It is very last minute. Yeah. So well, welcome to our second ever very sleepy episode of this will yeah, take an hour. This will take an hour. Yeah. Happy to be here. My name is Dylan uh, I'm Alex Mahar. I'm Ethan King. And I'm Sam Coke. Is, is, is the name word not a word we can say? Is that one restricted? I I, 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 I backwards all of the known okay. words. Like, even it makes it fun. It adds to the yes. mystery of, ooh, what did he I say? I suppose so. Was it I mean, bad? that's a word that you can put in, uh, in, in PG movies. So I wouldn't be that worried about it. If it wouldn't be said on Kids Bop, it can't be said. Okay, okay, good point. Like, you're like, you would have like a cool mom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, um, we can keep this in the recording if we want to. Um, I am, so, okay, so for, for reasons, I'm not recording in my usual place. I found a little, uh, hidey hole. And it might have not been the best of decisions because I'm right next to the elevator. Bruh. <laughs> So, oh, no. <laughs> so while the game was going on, uh, I had my mic muted, but while the game was going on, I heard the elevator go like, ding, they didn't get off on my floor, but that made me realize that someone very well could. <laughs> so, it's probably the great, the, great, the great elevator mugger of Vermont. Spontaneous. Yeah, surprise guest. guest stars here on <laughs> this will take an hour today. Yes, we, we very well might. Alrighty, so... Since we're all here, we're all getting settled in into our little hiding spots. Start recording. Now let's head on over to the talk talk. Very interesting things have been happening. Oh, yeah. If you guys didn't know, that game that Ethan just played was called A Sybil. And what happens is he has to do an entire scene just by himself, playing all the different characters with different voices, make them distinct, and like make it so you're actually able to understand what's happening. We chose Ethan to do this because he woke up literally three minutes before we started. Yeah, yeah. we had to so. call Ethan to get him out of bed. <laughs> yep, because he hadn't set his timer for or alarm for daylight saving. Figured time. maybe some dream chemical was still in his brain and uh, that could influence his creativity. Mostly we just wanted to torture him. I, I don't want to give yeah, the wrong yeah, impression yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's how we got Captain Crunch Sky Pirate yeah. on an airplane. Look, I'm just saying that's a marketing opportunity they are passing up. 
That's true. You're yeah, right. you're right. So, so Ethan, what you're proposing yes. here is like an Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile situation, but for Captain Crunch and it <laughs> yes. flies. Yes, that's it's, the it's idea. A, it's a skyship. There was an Oscar Mayer. <laughs> like, you, you know, you know, you know the only old, wait, like. Wait, wait, no, no, hold on. We need to address that Sam doesn't know about yeah, the Oscar Mayer. I, I don't know what mobile. that is. What? Google it. It's, a, it's very important. If you've never seen, uh, everyone at home, if you've never seen the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile, even if you're driving, look it up right <laughs> it's now. It's urgent. That's a joke. Please do not use so your for phone anyone, while you're driving. For anyone listening and, and not looking at this right now, it's like a it's like some weird car thing that's just shaped like a giant hot dog. What's the point yeah. of it? Yes. It's an Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. Yeah, it's it's a it's a promotion thing. It doesn't um, do anything? It doesn't they put like, it in, like deliver hot dogs? No, they put it in like parades and stuff. Oh man. Um but it's it's like crashed into a couple houses over the years and every time it's big news. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm looking at this. pictures of the inside and it's actually really nice. It's okay. kinda like yeah, it's really well well you gotta get chill in the uh-huh. wiener. You know? Um <laughs> you, you can't just be sitting in a big wiener and like not be okay. Yeah, it's gotten bigger over the years, it looks like, because I saw two different pictures. <laughs> Wow, I'm yeah. very glad. We should rent that out for um for some something that we want to do for an episode of the podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, for an episode of the podcast, come for a minute. So right I just right sent now. this image to uh to our chat here. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile just like went through <laughs> someone's garage. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh no. <laughs> Imagine like being in the garage. All right, now forget the fact that you could have been hit by by the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, but in comes just a giant hot dog car busting <laughs> through your door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. The giant hot dog car. <laughs> the Imagine. most well known of the giant pantheon of giant hot dog cars. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. like, imagining I'm standing there. Maybe I'm, like, I don't know, getting something from, like, the garage freezer or whatever. And then just, <laughs> boom, in comes the tip of a giant hot dog. I, honey, what do you want for dinner tonight? Bro. I was thinking, uh, I guess hot we're dogs. having wieners tonight. I, I do also... <laughs> Want to acknowledge that from this image of the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile, you can tell that it has like gull wings doors on it. Yeah, which I, yeah. I guess makes sense. <laughs> you, you know, like the door. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's very, it's a very once, classic. Once this game. baby hits eighty-eight Oscars per Mayer, we're gonna. <laughs> Don't Teslas have uh, doors like uh, a DeLorean, or, or am I thinking it they goes can. like sideways? It's it, certain models can. Okay. That sounds like something yeah, Mr. Yeah. Musk would do. Yeah. We talked about him uh, the other day on our sci-fi episode. Wonder mm-hmm. why. <laughs> Basically a science fiction <laughs> character in real life. It's true. Yeah, you're right. I, I, you're I wish right. I'd I wish I'd listened to that episode of Cleboing because it sounds interesting. Or was yeah. this the other the other show? No, this was Cleboing. Wait. Okay. Cleboing. Yeah. Whoa. Cleboing. For anyone listening, Cleboing is my radio show that I do at St. Michael's College. Uh, you can to us at uh, www.smcvt.edu. Uh, I'd also say you can listen on the radio, but uh, that is if you're in the Vermont area, you can listen to it on uh, nine, what is it, 98.5. Oh my god, my alarm! <laughs> you should all go yeah, check it uh, out. It's good stuff. 
Do they have like rebroadcast or, or archive episodes at all, or do you just have to catch it when it's live? I don't know. They have some things archived. Like I know they keep an exact archive of all the songs. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about mm-hmm. actual radio shows. Gotcha. I tried looking up. We thought about recording uh, episodes and like putting them on YouTube. So I mean, I would appreciate that because yeah. I keep missing it yeah, and I want to listen to it, but it yeah. just never works for my schedule. Yeah, we're thinking about that. Okay, real quick, we should get right, back to um, Captain Crunch's airship. R- right, right, right. Yes. This yeah. Is what important. were you saying? Okay. Yes. You don't remember that? You remember that movie, like the sci-fi treasure planet that um that like Disney had? Oh yeah, this was the era yeah. where Disney movies were creative and interesting. Yeah, <laughs> but they got, they got screwed over by uh, the CEOs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm imagining like that kind of ship. You know. Sure. Yeah. Just like a a large frigate that inexplicably flies. Yeah. Like for of no course. good reason. Yeah. I've never I, seen Captain Crunch. He's gonna go all out. It'll be like a full on like man of war. I've never <laughs> seen uh, Treasure Planet, but this kind of looks like Pirate One Hundred One to me. What is Pirate One Hundred One? Pirate One is that like that's yes. exactly the question I was about to ask. Yes, and the exact answer <laughs> is yes, it is. Wait, it was up. made by the same people, and it's it's Wizard One Hundred One, but with a pirate theme instead of wizards. Wait, did anyone actually play Wizards 101, or did we all just see oh, the commercial? I, I, I know somebody who legitimately played it. I was going to say, I think we all wow. had, like, a friend that played Wizard 101, and we, and we wished okay, that we yeah. were that person, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just played I Roblox. I don't know what's with you guys. Mm. I was uh, playing, like, see, um, Club Penguin at the time. Yeah, I same. I was, I was a Club Penguin boy. Yeah. Club Ugh. Penguin was my thing. Apparently, Pop Tropic. Oh no, I did it. play a lot of Pop Tropic. But there were some like Pop Tropic was basically just a bunch of mini games. There was no like overarching game to it. Um, like you just mm. transported your character onto an island, and every island was a different game. I remember one time I was sitting at my friend's house. And it was me and one of my other friends, and we're just sitting there. And someone mentioned Pop Tropic in the middle of like a big game. Where I was like, oh, I've never played that. He shuts off the TV, <laughs> shuts off our game, and hands me a laptop. <laughs> and has me go on to PopTropica. PopTropica.com is still up. This is still a thing that exists. Really? It is, it is. This was, like, fairly you know, recent. Um, webkins is still up, too. You don't need a Webkins that started. You can oh, make, make one. You need a free I loved animal. Webkins. Oh, they were so cool. And then Beanie Babies try to make um something like Webkins. Nah. And then there were nah. Neopets. Mm. Yeah, I remember the Neopets. Yeah, I remember commercials for Neopets. I remember, I remember, like for some reason, getting really on like the tribalism bandwagon of like being a Webkins kid and hating the Neopets kids. You know, <laughs> oh, that's a big mood. <laughs> you got tribal about it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man, Webkins was super cool. <laughs> the number of I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still looking at Oscar Mayer. The number of crash, <laughs> the number of crash photos of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile indicates to me that it is not a safe vehicle. <laughs> well, can you like see out the back? Uh, I, I that, think you like, you legally back. have to be able to, but they might it might be a camera situation. Uh, yeah, no, it's no. tilted no, no, upwards. It's, 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 yeah. No, you never have to see out the back. You, you don't have to see at the back. Really? You have to have two working mirrors, so your two side mirrors can count. That's how like UPS really? and stuff work. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's cone of vision is like tiny. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. 
the bun of this week. Sort of like I, I hate that we're still on the Ostermeyer Wienermobile at this point, but it yeah, does well, have like the 180. You can cut this bit out if you want. Has like a 180 degree <laughs> windshield sort of situation because the front is round, obviously. Yep. And well, they so have to like wrap all the way around to accompany the wheel yeah, design. Clearly. So you guys um, went to answer the the question of why the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile keeps crashing as if it's designed bad. I automatically went to that it's a cursed vehicle. Oh, I see. Yes. Foreign entity that is causing this to to crash, you know? So so if you had to guess, Mm -hmm. whose spirit inhabits the Oscar Mayer Wiener? Oscar Mayer, (laughs) the soul of Mr. (laughs) Mayer himself. Guys, guys, when you're asking a real question, though, yeah, Oscar Mayer, cryptid or kaiju? No, no. (laughs) Gotta be. Hmm. I would argue that the the wiener mobile is large enough compared to a normal wiener to be considered a kaiju. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the wiener mobile is a kaiju, <laughs> but Oscar Mayer himself is a kaiju. He's, yes. he's, a, he's a cryptid in our eyes, but a kaiju in our hearts. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, this this episode is going to be very jumpy today. Yeah, <laughs> I realized that I diverted the conversation from something a while ago. This, I this forget summer, what it was at this point. This <laughs> summer, a story of true love and hot dogs. Mr. Oscar Meyer, <laughs> how will we ever drive the car? With our love, Fred. <laughs> With our love. But <laughs> From the producer of Monster House. <laughs> 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 Miss, Mr. Meyer, the car is out of control. There's that guy's garage. Don't worry, Fred. We can do this with the power of luck. We can always do this with the power of luck. Mr. Meyer, <laughs> drive the truck without me. I'll always be with it. <laughs> Mr. Meyer. But then they found the true meaning of friendship. Uh, another day of driving the truck. Fred. Mr. Meyer. I'm sorry, did Diamond we ask car. for another Sybil? <laughs> slowly in the background of this trailer, you start hearing, My baloney has a first no, name. No. It's O-S-C-A-R. <laughs> it's a, it slowly turns into a horror movie. It's like a really yeah. I wish I was in a... Okay, so I do want to point oh, out that we have yet to even acknowledge the talk doc this episode. <laughs> oh my god, yes, praise the talk doc. Praise, praise the talk doc. Praise the talk doc. There's some like, right, weird, weird so, creepy text right there. Oh yeah, my gosh, went, yeah. went all out with the wingdings. So the talk doc, when the talk <laughs> doc has placed uh, its name in a totally different font, including a pentagram at the end. Wow. Talk doc, mm-hmm. you're uh, you're not holding back, bro. No, no. no. I I think I think the talk doc is wanting us to okay. discuss it, but it, it wants it to be a very special occasion. Sure. Um. So. so we need to set up some sort of summoning, I assume. Yeah, most likely. That sounds like most a problem, likely. not for nine a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah, probably not. I I think it might require some people to help uh, out. That sounds like something for a 3 a.m. on a Friday the 13th. We got one of those coming up. <gasps> Dude, really? Yep. Yeah. This All Friday right. is Friday the 13th. Yeah. Ooh, Love another Friday. spooky episode All if right. it's not Halloween. As if we weren't going to do a spooky episode anyway. 
It's all meet up at HB. 3 a.m. Yeah, in a graveyard. Ooh. Ooh. We go to Blood <laughs> Cemetery. Ooh. We get arrested at Blood Cemetery. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> at 3 a.m. <laughs> Never Ooh. call Blood <laughs> Cemetery at 3 a.m. <laughs> Warning. Spooky. True story. Gone, gone wrong. Gone sexual. Did you guys know that um, someone that we all went to high school with runs a, a Roblox-based YouTube channel? Oh, that yeah. Content yes. like that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has millions. Yeah, like, should like we name drop him? No. Should... Yeah, probably not. Because we've... <laughs> What's his YouTube channel? Well, no, no, no. I don't, I don't know if we should do that because we don't... We've yeah, no. said on the podcast before where we live. Yeah. No, let's, let's yeah, leave him okay. unnamed for now. True. Those yes. those people who who are from where we're we're from will likely know who we're talking about anyway. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. but like if any diehard, uh, oh, I almost just said his name. <laughs> diehard, <laughs> any, diehard Roblox fans out there actually don't know his name. So really, <laughs> I, I, know I know his, his last name. Yeah, but you know yeah, his know YouTube his name, right? He's I'll got quite a bit of followers. There's also another person who comes from the school that we went to, who's very big on Twitch, but he does a, yeah, yeah, um, what my boy, um, told me about. I thought you were going to say he is him. Because I know. No, no, (laughs) no. That would be pretty wild. I I wish the Knerf was going to be a little bit No one likes Knerf. I wish people like no no. Air. <laughs> I wish Air was popular in the. Maybe if he was an Oscar Mayer wiener, people would like him. His name's Frank. You know, maybe if we were all just Oscar Mayer wieners, we'd all just learn how to get together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This someday, this summer, <laughs> the entire world becomes hot dogs. Whoa, man! Whoa. I'm a hot dog. Whoa, man! So am I. Sausage party. Too. So, let's let's um, jump back into this. What God, no. what would the talk yeah. doc like us to talk about, Dylan? Let's see. Praise the talk doc. Praise. I believe next thing on our list is you guys want to talk. Sure. About yeah. Books? Let's talk about books. Yeah. I, yeah. Let's let's just go around. The talk doc wants us to discuss our favorite books. Mm-hmm. It also wants us to discuss Percy Jackson. So my theory Ooh. is that Percy we'll Jackson that. and the Olympians <laughs> is the talk doc's favorite book, and it wants us. Oh, to that discuss. sounds about right. And Maybe. I love that. Theory. He's got a good choice, mm-hmm. good taste in book. Uh, all right, let's see. Um, Alex, what, what's your book. favorite? Book? Um, this is a tough question for me because I have a lot of favorite books in a lot of different genres. Yeah. Um, I think probably my favorite overall book is um called Stranger in a Strange Land. Um, I don't know if anybody's read it or heard of it. It's a pretty famous book, or or was a pretty famous book at one point. Um. It's a sci-fi book by Robert Heinlein about um, uh, a young man who was born um, on Mars as a part of the first human expedition to Mars, but everyone else on that expedition um, dies at some point. Um, and he ends up being raised by Martians. Uh, but then the next time that humans go to Mars, they discover that Mars is inhabited and they find a human living among the Martians and they bring him back. And it's a story of him sort of um, trying to adjust to, to human society and trying to uh, figure out how things work, um, not having grown up with all of the, the social influences um, that everyone else had. 
So is being uh, raised by Martians just like set up? Yeah, no. Uh, the you never meet a Martian in the book. No oh, way. Okay, that is yeah. super cool. Yeah. The entire book takes place on Earth. It's really, really interesting. Um, huh. and, and the Martians are portrayed as this sort of like um, Spock-like sort of situation. Like they're 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 sexless. They're extremely logical. They're um, sort of um, um, one one of my favorite scenes in the book is. Um, He's having an interaction with this woman um, and he thinks he's done something wrong and he thinks that that is going to cause her to, the word he uses is discorporate, <laughs> which is just like Martian slang for, for killing yourself. Oh, um, he, he thinks that just like having a casually awkward, bad interaction is going to cause one of the people involved to just like, mm, guess it's time to be done. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> which is an interesting reflection on Mar Martian culture. But um, it's the, the whole book is him sort of trying to, to, to grok is a word that was invented for the book. That's kind of passed into the, the popular lexicon at this point, which is grok. Yeah, G-R-O-K, it just means, like, deeply understand. Um, oh. It's a word that you'll, you'll hear people use every once in a yeah, while. I think if I you listen that. to the McElroy brothers, their podcast, mm -hmm. they've said it a couple times. Hmm. Um, Th that's super interesting. That seems like a super, like, recent topic and something that people would be talking about now. But that book was published. It's from 1961, yes. yeah. Mm. It's an older book. Oh. That's crazy. I really want to read that. Mm -hmm. I, have, I've, I love stuff like that where it's just a deconstruction of ideological yeah I, I do i highly recommend it it's it's i, I mean the whole idea it's kind of it's where the phrase um a, a, a martian's look comes from you know the like um dan uh ethan dan carlin uses this phrase a lot it's the yeah. idea of like someone who who doesn't understand all the socialization that goes into humans understanding things the way we are having a look at human events yeah. and that's sort of the whole idea of the book that sounds that sounds mm, fun yeah yeah, it's, it's a great book. I highly recommend it. I'm going it. to the library sometime very soon, <laughs> so I'm most likely going to He also <laughs> wrote Starship Troopers, uh, which oh. for those of you that don't know, uh, is uh, a movie from is it from the 80s. Yeah, um, both so. the book and the movie are really interesting, and I recommend them, but they're sort of uh, a satire on sci-fi's weird obsession and glorification of oppressive military cultures, yeah. which is a, a weirdly common trope in sci-fi a really yeah. great show there's this musical on you can access it on youtube for free called starship oh, yeah, by yeah. uh this group called starkid and it's almost like a parody of Star starship, troopers, starship troopers. troopers yes i know what oh, that gotcha. is okay so um interesting yeah i, I highly <laughs> recommend checking that out if you like starship okay we'll do do you guys ever just like walk around your library yeah at at yes. off hours all, all I, the time yeah it is unbelievably fun well okay fun might not be the proper word <laughs> it's not like it's exciting it's calming. um yeah one thing that's uh great because um because i i live on campus mm -hmm. and so my library is a, it's a college library so we've got the really cool like uh like crank powered bookshelves you yeah, know yeah, yeah. like they all compress together and you open them up and so i like to walk uh, up and down those sometimes and we've got like it's super fun looking at the wicked old books because there will be something there that came out in like 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 1912 something like mm -hmm. that and it's just sitting there on a bookshelf it's actually it's Titanic. super cool to look through. <laughs> yeah dude there's <laughs> there's a lot of really really old things just 
in my school library that I, I think I could check out if I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. I actually, I own a few books that are that old and older. I own some books that were published in the 1860s. Wow. Whoa, really? Like like original copies of them. Yeah, they're in weirdly good condition. <laughs> How'd you um, get those? Were they my, like hand downs No, my grandpa got them from a rare bookseller. They're copies of um, speeches and memoirs of a, rel- a, a famous relative of my family. Oh, wow. Oh, no That's way. So cool. Yeah. Um, guy was a... Yeah, a Civil War general and an Irish revolutionary and a and, uh, pr- pretty famous dude. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Uh, Thomas Francis Mahar. Yes, yeah, he did. He, when he was in France in 1848, he designed the, the Irish flag. Um, he also, what else did he do? He did lots of things. He was the founder of the famous Irish regiment of the U.S. Civil War. Um, wow. So he fought at, he got shot off his horse at Antietam mm-hmm. uh, as a brigadier general. Um, he was the second governor of the Montana Territory. They have a statue of him in front of the state house in Montana. Oh, that's, that's wicked cool. You, cool. you should visit there sometime. Yeah, I mean, barring the unforeseen circumstance of me being in Montana for some reason. It's a long <laughs> well, way to go for a statue. But yeah. Go for a trip just for that. Let's take a road trip <laughs> to Montana. Uh, you should... <laughs> Alex, you should grow... <laughs> Alex, you should grow a mustache like Mr. Uh, Thomas Francis Mahar. Mm-hmm. I, I just a I big don't bushy think I mustache. Can do one that. Day. Not to one get day. too personal on the pod here, but I don't know how much facial hair I could grow. Alex, one day you'll one day you'll be able to do it because you've got you've got this guy's uh, blood That's in you, true. and and he's got a ni- uh, nice mustache. Mm-hmm. He does have a very nice mustache. Mustaches were in fashion then, and I think we need to bring them back. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll agree with that. The uh, 19th also, century, it, it has to be a certain length, though. You can't have like too short of true. a mustache. No, the yeah. 19th century mustache was such an icon, and it's so sad that it's gone. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of coming back, like in hipster circles. You'll see a big waxed mustache every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. Um, there's there's a guy who who waits tables at a restaurant that I like. Um, I don't know if I should mention what the restaurant is or where it yeah. is. Um, but he he's got a huge mustache. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, a mustache with or without the soul patch? Without. Definitely without the soul patch. Without the soul patch. Yeah. Uh. I mean, it depends on the person, but for the most part, I think I'd agree. Well, I, I'm mm-hmm. seeing a picture right here of your boy, Thomas Francis. Yeah, he, d- he did have a soul patch a bit of at a soul some patch. point. There's, there's a, an interesting mixture, mixture of like sketches and photographs here because... This is one of the people that lived in that time period, yeah. <laughs> where the, the the people that lived through the popularization of photography as a medium. Mm-hmm. My favorite book is a book that is actually currently in possession of um, in the possession of Dylan. Yes. Metro twenty thirty three. It's a book hmm. that originally nobody wanted to publish until the author just started like publishing like like serially like like a chapter every week on the internet until it picked up enough storm that like another publisher wanted to pick it up. And they made it into a full book. Is this the same uh-huh. Metro twenty twenty three that's like related to the game series? Yes. Yeah. The uh, is a Ukrainian game studio reached out, reached out to him because they wanted to make a game for it, and they brought him onto the team to make the game. Really? As well as Last Light and Exodus. They they he they the author of the books is one of the main story writers for those games. Wow, that's very cool. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. I didn't know that was a book before. Yeah, I also highly recommend the game because it's the only game that's ever made me well, after I finished playing it. Want to go read the book? Ooh, yeah. That's, uh, I, that's I a felt rare that way. thing for a video game. 
I felt that way with The Witcher. Not not to yeah. get off on The Witcher because I know everybody knows about that. Is there a Witcher book? book? Yeah, yeah there's not... lots of them. Yeah. Really? Oh man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the author is kind of a an a hole. That's fine. Most authors are. Yeah. Like you right. ever read Ender's Game? <laughs> I love Ender's Game. Orson Scott Card is not. A no, I'm sure being. not. It's like it's like it's like Wagner. Like everyone loves Flight of the Valkyries, but Wagner was an a hole. Was he? Yeah, he was a massive anti semite. Oh wow! And massive German nationalist. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, German nationalist wasn't exactly like a rare trait to have. <laughs> yeah, um. but like, but like, still, like he was he was an a hole. He's like Germany is for Germans and only Germans. Oh. I know there's this ten. The reason I ask is, um, and I don't want to get into this too much because we've been specifically told not to talk about history too much on the podcast. And that has been said every been... podcast since that was talked about. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I I know there's this tendency to like retroactively view Germans of that time period. Um, in, in the specific example I'm thinking of is Friedrich Nietzsche as yeah. as like really, really bad because the Nazis adopted their works in sort of a nationalist sense, but not that the original works were of that timbre in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I wasn't sure if that was the case with Wagner. Uh, no, Wagner was actually, so, the, so um, before Wagner, it used to be like whenever you heard something you liked, you would clap and cheer in the concert. No matter uh-huh. what, Wagner would actually throw people out of his show, his mm-hmm. concerts if they really? didn't if they didn't wait till the very end of the of the not even not even the movement of the very end of the piece to clap. I, he would throw, I mean, he, would, he so, would like curse them out and throw them so out. So Wagner was like, in, an author. He, 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 was, he wasn't just, an author. He's just a musician. Well, he wrote operas, which is and, and he wrote like original. Most opera is based on either already published stories, like you get a lot of Shakespeare operas and stuff like yeah. that, or like mythology. Um. And Wagner was one of the few who wrote, like, stories to his own operas quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, That's the most famous so he did do that story. Story. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. What a diva. Wagner's an absolute diva. I mean, I get that, though. Imagine, yeah. I, for those of you who don't know a lot of his work, this is not going to make any sense. But if, if you're listening to, like, um, the... God, what's that piece called? The one at the end of uh, the, the Nibelungen. Um, he wrote a very long set of pieces that's like almost impossible all to play at once called the Song Cycle. Yeah. Yes, and there's of which, there's the, of thing. which the entirety of the opera Die Valkyrie is part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there's a piece at like the very end of it that's a really famous piece. Of- bum, 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 it's not. Bum, no, it's not that one. I know. I'm singing. I'm killing time. Okay. The Gother Damerung. Is, is what this song is called. I like how Ethan um, just became an animal from the Muppets for a minute. There. <laughs> <laughs> but all, all of Wagner's music has this sense of like fluidity to it. Like it, it builds to a point in almost every piece. That's like, it's got a, an, an intensity for it to it that he's really famous for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's all about this sort of constant crescendo towards a peak. And like, if an audience was applauding like along the way, that would be very, it, it would ruin it, you know? Yeah. yeah. You don't want to have to like break your experience of the music as it's like, if people started applauding, um, like in the middle of a movie that you were watching during an important scene and you'd, you'd be mad, you Did know? Did you guys go see Cause... Avengers Endgame or Infinity War? <laughs> In theaters? Yeah, I did. Did people applaud in that? Oh. I didn't see it until like 
I, I saw both of the movies like a month after they'd come out because I decided I did not want to deal with opening weekend crowds. I, you cannot say that. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm glad we're, the Chinese we are yet again fine. admitting to crimes on the pod. So I'll, I'll cut that one out. Um, <laughs> no, we don't. We don't want the podcast to be used against uh, people versus Ethan King. Yeah. I mean, okay, would would that be protected by the Fifth Amendment? That's my question. Please, Mister like, Iger. Please, please, no. I didn't mean it. No. <laughs> could a court not use that against him because of the Fifth Amendment? Do you think? I don't think they could use it against me. I th- I think you're right. I think that couldn't be used against you. I never said. I never said. I guaranteed I've done this thing. It's just I just said a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be an act. Also, it could be a for, for context, for con- it is my everything I do in life is a symbol. <laughs> no one ever wants to play with me. No. Um, oh. For for context, um, the ring cycle by Wagner is fifteen hours long. Mm-hmm. Heck, yeah. So it's always performed in parts. And just so you know, Ethan, I'll do a dibble with you. And oh, <laughs> by dibble we mean <laughs> dyad as a two-person scene, not dibble as in a Dylan Sybil. <laughs> <laughs> the Dylan it, it starts off as a diet I just leave and just leave you there to do a dip. this is the point in the podcast where we've lost even other improv people because Dibble is a, a game that we invented yes yes it was. Uh, or, or not yeah. us a couple of friends of ours invented mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years back ah, I'm sorry guys I have many alarms still persisting no it's good, it's good. <laughs> no today we found out Sam just can't wake up apparently oh apparently. no no, so I gotten, am horrible waking up. We've gotten very off track here. We still haven't heard Dylan or Sam's favorite books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll save some time, and I'll just say The Hobbit, because it's the book that I've read the most number of times. That's a good choice. <laughs> I think we yeah. we all Plus, know that book. Is, so oh, my God, yeah. get too into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually knew someone who um, read that in school. Like, that was a school-assigned book. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Would have been I've awesome. never heard of that. Yeah. I read... I read The Two Towers for, you know how, like, when you were in, like, fourth and fifth grade, you got to choose what book you did a book report on? Yeah, yeah. I, I read Two Towers for one of those, so I didn't oh, technically nice. read that for school. Um, I've never read the Lord of the Rings books. It's it's very worthwhile. Really? Yeah, I've um, never read I can, I can lend you the audiobooks. <laughs> the audiobooks are helpful, because it is... They're really nice. Oh, the voice acting is so good. Trying to get through all of, all of the Lord of the Rings, because it's just so... Uh, it's it's not a narrative is the important thing to understand about him about it. It's like uh, world building with tangential story. I've never <laughs> seen the Lord of the Rings movies either. Okay, that's oh, a yeah, really that's that's unacceptable. That's like not allowed. TTH movie day. Let's go. Yes, let's do <laughs> yeah. it. Definitely need that. Well, more like TTH movie weekend because yeah. it would take us out. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you know, members, we'll make an event out of it. Out, like all, all like six of us just get together and just uh, for for entertainment wise, rip on the Lord of the Rings. Entertainment my, wise, my mom and my views line up very similarly. And so my mom just said I didn't need to watch any of the Lord of the Rings movies because she wasn't a big fan. But your of mom them. is wrong. My mom listens to this podcast, so well. I'm sorry, Dylan's whoops. mom. You are very wonderful. <laughs> How can you not watch that though? That's like the fantasy movie series. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I don't. It's it's it's. I don't know. It's just such a staple. I don't understand how you can miss it. Uh. Well, I I watched Aragon the movie, so I think I'm good. Oh wow! I forgot that Aragon was a book series that existed. Well, I right, Aragon Ar- was a movie. Aragon the first book was okay. 
I couldn't make it mm-hmm. to the second one. That entire second book is them walking in a desert for like three, four hundred pages. Oh man, you're really not gonna like the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Once again, I recommend the I recommend the movies and or audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the Lord of the Rings is a walking simulator of a book. (laughs) (laughs) It's really interesting if you're in the right mindset for it. Uh, I could get that. I could get that. I was just Mm -hmm. in middle school when I tried to read the second book of the Aragon series. Brissinger, I think it's called. Um, Something like that. Yeah. And I I could not, my mind could not focus for that long. And now that I'm an English major and have to read books for a living... Um, I think it's, I I might be able to sit through it. At one point, I think we were at Denny's after an improv show. I had asked you what your favorite capital L literature book was, and you never gave me an answer. Okay. What do you mean by capital L literature? Like my big ones? When people ask me what my favorite book is, I reply with Ernest Cline's Ready Player One. Not because mm-hmm. it's capital L literature in the sense that it's a beautifully crafted and well-constructed book. Because if I say that in front of some of my English professors, they will kick me out of their class. Um, right. But it, I just love it because it's it's a fun book to read, and it's like a right. break. And it the book itself means a lot to me. There's... A, yeah. I read it in like that point of my life where. <laughs> yeah, I get it. it. Um, yeah. I'm not so sure if this counts as Sam. a capital L literature book, but like, I highly recommend uh, Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court. I would definitely call that a capital L literature <laughs> oh, book. Good, it's so good. Uh, yeah, no. When I when I say capital L literature, I just mean like anything that generally designated as a classic. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I'm currently looking over at my bookshelf. Really? It's not a classic. But I, I'm going to have to give a big old shout out to my friend, uh, Michael J. Gelman, who, for the many of you who probably don't know, is a teacher at the Second City, which is one of the largest improv groups in the world. Uh, they're based out of Chicago. Chicago. That entire, this book called Process, spelt Process. But it is also a very pretentious book. Is a trip through one of Michael J. Gelman's classes. And it's all about like getting the mindset of improv and learning about how to do it and like eventually leading up to creating full length emotional or comedic plays using only improv. And it's an incredible experience. And the book itself hmm. is it, it's a very well written book, but as I said, very pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, no. Uh, Second City Chicago, Upright Citizens Brigade in New York. Yeah. But I was looking this up. Apparently Upright Citizens Brigade is also a TV show with three seasons. Yes, they they do Oh really? Uh UCB does do a ton of stuff on TV and stuff, but like it they also have this YouTube channel called I think it's like UCB characters. Characters welcome. Yeah, and that's yeah. Really I've watched cool. some of that. If no, I think that's based out of their LA chapter, though. I don't yes. think that's the New York. I'm pretty sure um, version of it. Uh, UCB is where a lot of people like uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. They all got their start mm-hmm. at the Upright Citizens Brigade, which is really cool. 
Yeah. Ah. Uh, they stood very upright. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd say process <laughs> is. I'd say process is capital L literature. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think you can classify yeah. that. Process is also capital O process. Yeah, exactly. You or, cannot say process. Or, or does it have an umlaut? Oh. Would an umlaut give process? you that sound? I think it would, but I I don't know that that's how it's spelled. Or it would be process. <laughs> process. Yes. Oh, today today is International Women's Day. I didn't know that until I, I just... I, was saying, I thought you were about to say today is International Umlaut Day. <laughs> no. Today is oh, International yeah. Women's Day, which you know what that means. It's also the uh, 103rd anniversary of the Russian Revolution. The, the, the successful. The successful Russian Revolution. <laughs> yeah, the good one. The one that we're allowed to like. Mm-hmm. Um, the February Revolution, which happened in March because of the Gregorian calendar. Um, mm-hmm. Not the October Revolution, which happened in November, oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. The Gregorian calendar. Um, All right. So. It seems sorry, that was a bit off topic. It seems as if the Talk Dog has since marked off our favorite books, so I believe. Okay. Oh, oh speaking of the we Talk Dog, I got, I got something, uh, something interesting to point yeah. out. So my roommate uh, Robbie, um, it it, uh, it took him a while to listen to um, one of uh, one of these episodes. Oh my god, the elevator is making noise, guys! Someone might get off on this floor. Oh, no, <laughs> right, if someone gets okay. off on the floor. Ask them uh, the first question on the thirty-six questions. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Yes. Okay, all right. Uh, should I ask their name too? <laughs> this will take a minute or this will take an hour has an interview segment now. <laughs> oh man <gasps> guerrilla journalism know. man on the street <laughs> guerrilla journalism <laughs> yeah I, I don't think they're getting off on this floor uh, oh okay uh, so so my my roommate robbie he um it took him a while to listen to this and he didn't quite understand what the talk doc was mm. and believe it or not uh <laughs> He thought that the talk doc was Dylan's alias. <laughs> <laughs> As if he was like the doctor of talk. <laughs> That's quite good. Doctor of talk. Yeah. I think it's because like your Instagram handle is something similar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what my username so, is. There have actually So so Yes, continue. So Robbie <laughs> Robbie's had to be like, I I was just also like I don't like the talk doc. What like like what? Why is Dylan calling himself like the doctor of talk? <laughs> I'm <just> like no, <laughs> entirely different. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys have spent much time in the gr- general group chat or text chat for the this on our Discord server. Uh, I have not. Yeah. Uh, on the this will take an hour Discord server, but there have actually been some theories. About what the talk dog is. People are worried about friending uh, the talk dog on Discord. Which I mean, I would be too. Yeah. We don't know for certain certain what would happen, but it's probably yeah. not the most. Because the talk dog yeah. sent us friend requests, so I don't know how Discord works. I I don't use yeah, Discord at all outside of for recording this. Well, um, yeah, I I believe the talk dog has sent us all. Uh, <laughs> the talk dog has <gasps> sent us all. Um, voice guys, elevator friend again. Requests. Ah, uh, there's nothing going on on this floor though, so I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they don't come up here. <gasps> oh my mm. god, no, no, no! I think it is. <gasps> Do you hear oh, it? Man. Oh, oh! 
Ask him. It keeps making noises. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you guys okay, know if cool. someone comes up. Did somebody just join our voice chat? I believe it was it's the talk the dog. dog. Whoa, oh. what? What? Wait, hold on. Yes. Let me let me see this. He heard us talking. Uh, welcome, Mr. Doc. Yes. Um, thank thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. The Doctor of Talk. Yes. Yeah, we we know that you're we know that you are not the Doctor of Talk. You are just like the talk document. Yeah. Yes, but, but the document document. We don't like. <laughs> he doesn't like the full name being pronounced. Of course um, not. But I mean, if your name was talk, document, the talk you wouldn't it, die. Mm-hmm. The the the, the, the oh, current boy. theory of the talk doc is by our friend emo emu on discord and she states that the talk doc is uh, so Robbie Sam, who is a previous theater teacher and interesting, that's why interesting it keeps theory. getting ignored <laughs> <laughs> there is in the talk doc it's worth noting one full page dedicated to an image of mr Russell holding a knife yes Yes. There is, yes. uh, um, it's a great picture. It is. it is in entirely the wrong aspect ratio because <laughs> it's just blown up to fit the page. And I think that makes it so much better. <laughs> yeah, no, it's quite something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I don't know if I don't know if uh, Alex, you were here. I know um, Ethan, you definitely weren't. But earlier, the talk doc had not one page of uh, uh, our good teacher, but one hundred and forty nine pages of our good teacher. <laughs> Slightly okay. skewed a little bit to the right. Yes. <laughs> Everything was removed, and it was just that picture 149 times. I think that's the yeah. closest thing to a threat we've ever received from the yes, talk talk. I, I believe so. Uh, either that, either that, or even omniscient, uh, semi-mysterious, extra-dimensional figures like the talk talk cannot figure out how uh, image formatting <laughs> on works. <laughs> Equally viable. <laughs> Equally viable. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds about right. Oh, uh, wait, wait. So, what, what did are... the talk doc remember to rap text? <laughs> is, <laughs> is our theory that the talk doc is the document itself, or it's this another dimension? No, another I, dimension? I, I feel For like sure the, I feel like the, I feel like the, the talk doc just inhabits the the the, the actual text document it, much like the, the ghost of oscar meyer uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay you're right you're no right. the the document is clearly a vessel for this creature that we refer to as the talk yeah. doc i think to say that it is only a text document is really uh selling it short in terms of its clear omniscience and right. so so the yeah, talk doc like is a cryptic words but Yes, it's when it had that 149 pages temporarily. It was testing its kaiju form. <laughs> I don't. Yes, and that's what. I don't think we. I mean, look, look, look. To us, in the way it's currently shown, it's definitely encrypted, but we don't know what its true form is. Yeah, its true form it might be a kaiju. Yes, I don't know that we have any reason to believe that it does not have a physical somewhere currently. Like, what, what, what is to tell us that? There isn't something sitting at a laptop somewhere that has created and edited this document. That's where the to- uh, the doctor of talk is. Yes, oh. that must be. <laughs> yeah. oh. Okay. Um, the lore expands. The lore expands. It's also worth noting that I think cryptids are typically like considered non-intelligent. Like, isn't that their whole thing? Like, they're basically just animals, except weird. 
really. Man, Bigfoot's got to be very smart to avoid all those Bigfoot catchers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he has to know to pose for the camera. Like, I mean, I don't think being I mean, smarter than Bigfoot catchers is like a, like a <laughs> I mean, high bar. Technically, technically, Dracula, Dracula is a cryptid. Really, Dracula is pretty smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, right. by definition. Okay, I think by by what by what technicality is Dracula a cryptid? Yeah, myth- I don't think anyone creature. thinks. But I don't think anyone thinks Dracula is real. Yeah, that's the thing. Cryptid. Somebody has to think the cryptid is. Yeah, real. there's people who think Finland doesn't exist. Uh, statistically, it doesn't. <laughs> the population so does... of Finland is within the margin of error. Finland, Finland was actually why Japan didn't start out in World War II. They were actually made a deal with Russia, and they were fishing there. So, so does that make of the fish they caught? So the true... Does that make Finland a cryptid then? I think Finland's no, a cryptid. Yeah, Finland is a cryptid. Definitely not a kaiju. Um, the definition of cryptid is an animal that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. See, it's an animal. I don't think the talk talk is an animal. Oh yeah. Uh, Perhaps it's a vegetable. <laughs> a sentient cucumber telling us what to do. Yes. Probably. What about not a, a fungus? Could it be a fungus? See, I think the talk talk is an SCP. Oh. oh right. Yeah. That apparently some big changes happened to the overall SCP lore, if any of you are interested. Yeah, yeah it did. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I don't know all the details, but it's something like one SCP. Mm-hmm. Uh, Basically, for whatever reason, caused um, like the SCP Foundation to turn on the rest of the world and like go genocide on everybody. Really? But then they used the then they used some guy survived and used this SCP to like rewrite history or like change the past and and fix it. Uh, does that sound right? If if any of you, Ethan, did yes. you? I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't okay. follow this closely enough to to have that's, heard that's, of that. That's, that's, that's roughly, interesting. That's roughly the right idea. Yeah, so now in the official SCP lore, the Foundation uh, turned on all, like, world governments and caused the end of the world for whatever reason. Huh. Oh, wow. But then also okay. undid the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is why I like, like, the big collaborative uh, writing projects uh, oh that God. the internet does, is that nothing can ever change. Like things always like no matter what you write, it must it requires <laughs> that things end up back at square one eventually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the 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 story literally was that the foundation killed everyone, and now they're back to where they were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. and that's like in the lore now. So yeah. Mm. Imagine how great of a comic book SCP Foundation would be. I'm sure somebody's written it. Yeah. Like there's there are all kinds of media. SCP graphic novels so bad. There's probably I'm, I'm, a or, I'm going to google SCP webcomic right now and we're going to see what we get. There's probably a comic SCP. I talked about the um I talked about the uh the uh animated show containment before. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I did go and watch that after you talked about it. It's, it's quite real good. Funny. Yeah, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the episodes in the Infinite Ikea. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, between the, um, that's a two-part episode. Between the two episodes, um, there was, like, a solid, like, couple months with no uploads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both, like, half-hour-long, full-length animations done oh, by yeah. one dude. So, it's quite impressive. Do you guys think that since we only discussed one topic on the Talk Talk, that'll be upset or since we discussed the talk talk itself 
that like cancels it out. I think I think we should discuss at least one additional thing on the talk talk. One additional thing. Fair enough. Yeah, let's do one more. I I, I, I like to imagine the talk talk also has vanity though. That's true. Mm-hmm. Is the talk talk like gods and American gods? The more people believe in it, the more powerful it becomes. Yes. Yeah. I, I so, like, so. whenever we're talking about it, we're we're growing its power. That makes sense. Here's another yeah. good one. I think that like plays into the book things. What's our favorite movies? Ooh, oh, favorite boy. movies. I know mine, hands down, right away, is The Great Dictator by Charlie Chaplin. That's a fantastic movie. Okay. I haven't actually seen that movie. Yeah, me neither. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. I think it's on Amazon. Hmm. You, you, you can find it for free, probably on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, you can find clips of it and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Charlie Chaplin, so it it's is, a very it old is. movie. The last, mm-hmm. it was basically like one of the first, like, I guess one of the first talkies. Yeah. But it was written and directed by Charlie Chaplin, the ending speech so good it's one of my favorite speeches of all time and like it's a speech that could only be written by a guy who made all his fame telling stories where he couldn't say any words to know what like power the words he could say have mm-hmm. that makes it's sense so yeah good. all right Dylan, what's your favorite movie my favorite movie has to be dead poet society i am mm, an english very good movie. that is the reason i want to be both a teacher and an english teacher uh, that is not directly related to the teachers that I've had previously. Yeah. Um, and it it hits it hits really close to home since I both love theater and English. And uh, Robin Williams mm-hmm. is my favorite actor. So uh, yeah. I just say if I, I do like that movie a lot. A few of my English teaching major friends had not seen it. I was chatting with. Um... Our other theater director at the high school now. I guess I don't know that any of you, Dylan Dylan knows who I'm talking about. Um, but we we have he he's a new history teacher at the school yes. uh, as of a couple of years ago, and he started helping out with directing the plays. Um, but I was chatting with him the other day, and we were discussing Dead Poet Society. Um, and he said that every person who is a teacher or aspires to be a teacher wants to be Robin Williams in that movie, or or wants to embody certain aspects of Robin Williams in the movie. And the words he used to describe it were, um, every teacher wants to be so good at teaching that they inspire the kids to teach themselves. Yes. Which is yes. kind of the whole idea of the movie. I love that. Um, and I, I did, as, as a person who also is looking to be a teacher, I, I appreciate that a lot. Yes. Yeah. That, that's incredible words of advice. Like, I hate mm. it when people, when I tell people that I want to be a teacher and they're like oh what do you want to teach i'm like oh i want to teach high school and they're like no you want to teach college that's where all the money's at you're not going to make any money yeah. in high school i'm like mm. if i wanted to make money Bruh, i wasn't money. going to be a teacher <laughs> yeah you right. wouldn't yeah. be a teacher at all yeah so and like like personally for me it's like because i've had like bad teachers in the past yep. and it's like Especially in the thing in music, the thing I'm going to be a teacher in, like I don't mm-hmm. want anyone else to have to deal with like that and be like, oh yeah, I'm not going to go forward with music because like I had a really bad teacher. Exactly. You did. You didn't have a really bad music teacher. All right. I mean, I guess I don't know your I college mean, teachers, but we both well, had no, no. luck with uh, middle school and high school um, level music teachers. Yeah, I'm going to respond. I'm going to refer to him as H. Um, he, I, I think I've told this on the podcast before. Yes. He uh, he told my parents I'd never amount to anything in music. Mm. I don't remember yeah. this. I. He was, he's one of the, my favorite teachers that I've ever had. He absolutely <laughs> So I guess we differ on that me. point. Um, I, I, I liked him a whole lot. Um, <laughs> wait, no, Sam, what are you studying? Uh, I'm studying psychology. Okay. I want to be a counselor. Uh, so we're all, 
we're all going into the people business in a sense. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. Which I think is like human trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but I, I think that's good to be uh, being like a, a people person is something that's. Uh, I feel like kind of necessary, like something you'd be really missing out on. Mm-hmm. That's probably yeah. the best thing about being a person. And that's other people. <laughs> like it sounds kind of weird, but yeah, no, I, 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 I totally, I totally get that. I didn't realize uh, all three of you wanted to be teachers, though. That's cool. I didn't. I didn't think of Ethan wanting to be a teacher because I knew he was studying music. But uh, yeah, I did know that he would be a music teacher. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sam, on the topic of yeah. you, what's your favorite movie? Uh, I'm a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think my I'd favorite movie with... is the Clone Wars. Tank <laughs> of the Clones. <laughs> actually was a Clone Wars movie. Uh, was there? There was, yeah. It was like a pilot for the show. Uh, it wasn't very good. Because, um, <laughs> like, early seasons of The Clone Wars also weren't incredible. They were a lot more, like, kiddish, and I imagine that as a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like Empire a lot. Empire Strikes Back. I, I don't know about... Hmm? Empire Strikes Back, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. I don't know about the other two people on this podcast, but I'm not a Star Wars fan at all. Like, I've seen... Oh, for real? I'm... Yeah, I've seen almost all of the movies. I think I never watched... Uh, Attack of the Clones was one I think I never watched. I, um... um I'm a, yeah, I'm a big I just fan don't... Not a huge fan. Um, and, like, I'm a big fan sure. of the Expanded Universe, and, like, not the main stories, but, like, all the side stories. So, like, like my favorite Star Wars movie is Rogue One. Yeah. Mm, really? I like that one. Yeah. I I mm-hmm. wouldn't say I'm not a fan. I just haven't seen the movies in like many years. My roommates and I have started rewatching them, so I'm excited to rewatch them. But I just haven't seen them. So mm, I I don't yeah. I don't like dislike them. I just don't get the hype. I guess like they're fine. They're they're okay movies. They're good movies. They're just not like the exceptional thing that they've kind of blown up into yeah, yeah I, no. I get what you mean because it's totally star wars totally became like a cultural phenomenon yeah, definitely. yeah. Um, and i can see that if you don't like see it then it's kind of like a bit excessive yeah yeah that i mean it's, it's literally just a hero story like the story is nothing fancy yeah but i i think the sci-fi elements were kind of revolutionary at the time oh yeah definitely like it's the same idea of as this is a thing that I've talked about before. I'm not sure if we talked about it on the pod, but I've recently discussed it with you guys. Um, the the fact that people nowadays are like, what made the Beatles so special? Like, they just sound like everything else. I don't get it. The fact that the Beatles sound like everything else now is because the Beatles were so special. Yeah. Like, all of yeah. the things that they were doing, they did first. And people, modern listeners, don't grasp how special that was because they're already used to hearing those things. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think it might be the same sort of thing with Star Wars. Like, it was special at the time because of how new it was, and now the things that were new about it have been incorporated into everything else and we're just desensitized to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Huh. All right. Um, Alex. Also, Jedi. Jedi yes. are cool. True, Jedi are cool. Um, Alex, to wrap up this podcast, what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie has changed like four times over the course of thinking about yes. this. <laughs> um, but the one that I've settled on is a movie called The World's End. Yes. Um, which is, for those of you who don't know, the third movie in a sort of like quasi-trilogy. It's not really a trilogy. Um, it's, it's three distinct movies, but they're, um, they all have the same cast and the same director and the same writer. Mm-hmm. 
um, the the movies with Simon Pegg and uh, Nick Frost, directed by Edgar Ooh. Wright, called the the Cornetto trilogy. I love that. The other, two, the other two movies are Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, which are the more popular of them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but I think The World's End is a fantastic movie because it's there's something really special about it in that every time you watch it, it gets better. <laughs> like you grasp it at a deeper level. I've, I've watched it probably 10 or 15 times at this point. Mm-hmm. And like each and every time I've gotten something new out of it, which is such a cool thing to have in a movie. Honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. Just the, the, the sheer amount of depth that's in it. And it's also just like a technical masterpiece. The way it's made is so beautiful. Really? Um, it, it, it's just so tight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there, there's, there's never an out of place shot or cut. It's just everything has a reason to be there, mm-hmm. and it's a a a a, a masterclass in filmmaking, if you ask me. It's it's I I I like Dead Poet Society, but I think I would have liked Dead Poet Society better if it were a book. If that makes sense, I get that. The World's End is a movie that revels in its moviness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is something that I really appreciate that about makes it. Sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I, you're saying all these things, and it's just adding to my list of things to do today. Like, <laughs> I have to go to the library. I have to watch World's End. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, all three of I don't know if you've seen Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead either, but um, three of those movies are very worth watching. Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are both sort of like uh... <laughs> another alarm <laughs> again. I really can't get up. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are both like genre deconstructions. They're, I, I think the word is pastiche. They're like a, a, a sort of mocking tribute to the genre that they come from, one being zombie movie, the other being buddy cop movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they both function really well in that. And that's sort of where the whole reveling in its moviness concept comes from, I think, and, and where that director got so good at doing that was like, I'm going to make movies about movies or, or not about uh, movies that examine other movies yeah. is the, yeah. the idea of those first two. Um, and then carrying that over into a more original story of its own is just real good. <laughs> Think, thinking about like it, it kind of like meta commentary, right? Yes. Yeah. Th- thinking about that. Can, what do you guys think about, I'm, completely off track here uh but same with movies what do you guys think about the deadpool movies i like them i think they're fun they could have been way worse let's be I, honest i agree with that i don't i only saw the first one yeah and uh i thought it was pretty cool i saw the first one i wasn't a big fan it's something about the the meta humor just yeah grows old i mean i don't i i i'm exhausted with superhero movies at this point and i might be the only person on this podcast because i know some of you are like really really big fans of that sort of stuff but i just couldn't care less about your average superhero movie mm-hmm. um like i when iron man came out i liked it a lot yeah, yeah. you know and i just like progressively got more and more tired of them to the point where i i didn't watch endgame until a month after it came out <laughs> um, because i just didn't care but i felt like i needed to complete the experience you know yeah, yeah. um so like having the movie that that does well it does sort of the edgar wright thing of like paying tribute while making fun of it was really really interesting to me Mm -hmm. i think the sequel was completely unnecessary and basically the same thing again (laughs) they're both like funny fun movies and i i i it 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 spoke to me in that i was equally tired of the tropiness of the 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 genre that it was sort of making fun of okay yeah i get that 
Look at that. Oh, all right. So on that note, I think that brings an end to this episode of This Will Take an Hour. Does it really? Yep. Oh, yeah, I've only been Dang. recording for about an hour and 20 minutes at this yep. point. Zoink. We're going to have to cut quite a bit, probably, because there was a lot of dead space in that episode oh, yeah. with us being so sleepy. We will. We will. And I, am, I have to have this edited by 1 o'clock, and I'm very tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. All right. Um, so thank you all so much for watch- or listening to this very sleepy podcast. Uh, <laughs> I, we didn't talk about him much, but praise the talk dog. Praise the talk dog. Yes. As he just mentioned, Dylan does our editing. Uh, Ethan King does our music. And the other two are just kind of here. Mm-hmm. Ready to take mm-hmm. naps. Join our Discord. <laughs> uh, there'll be a link to it wherever Dylan puts the links. On Instagram, we are at Vissel. Take a minute. No apostrophe on the Vissel. And our email is... This will take a minute at gmail.com uh, with no apostrophe in the thistle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Send us questions. Uh, the Discord is collecting questions. We've got an Instagram story collecting questions. Uh, anything you ask us, we'll try and get around to answering on the pod. Give us any questions. Give us any suggestions. Anything you like thinking about. Whatever you want to tell us. And we might bring it up on the pod. And if you give me $20, I'll eat anything. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I think that's a great place to stop. Yes, I, thank you all so much for listening. Catch y'all next time.